Greetings, saints. Once again, in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I'm Apostle Robert Brown, pastor of the Christian Center Church worldwide, Kenton, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people. All over the world. Our God is good today. We worship Him. He's worthy. You're worthy, Lord, in all your ways. Jesus, excellent in all you do. I will give you all the praise. One more time with that. Jesus, you are. Jesus, you are. Jesus, you are. 
Amen. Amen. God bless you, children of God. We greet each of you once again today. In the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our soon coming King. We thank him for another beautiful day that he has made, reigning here in eastern North Carolina. But we thank God as he knows what we have need of even better than we do. He knows what we have need of before we even ask him. We thank God. We thank God today. We have entered into his gates with thanksgiving this morning. We have entered into his courts with praise. We've come here to lift up the name of Jesus. For the Bible tells us that if the Lord is lifted up from the earth, he will draw all men unto him. Now, that's, that's, that's very powerful, children of God, because you need to understand that one of your main responsibilities, yeah, I know you're busy with work and you got reports that need to be filed. I know you got children that take the soccer practice and all that little stuff that, that we be doing. But our main responsibility or one of our main responsibilities in this thing called life is to lift up the name of Jesus. To let this light so shine that men and women will see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. We are here to lift up the name of Jesus. As we lift him up through our lives, through our praises, through our, our, our manifestations of our gifts, through our giving, through our our speech, our behavior, our character, as we lift him up, men and women will be drawn unto him. God said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw. I will draw. Now, the thing about that is, you know, and the Lord has had to deal with me on this, is that as we manifest the, the character of Christ more and more, men and women will be drawn. That doesn't that mean that men and women will come. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind, children of God. See, you listen. You can be in a crowded, you can be in a crowded restaurant somewhere and people be talking about all kind of different things under the sun and you just block it out as, as background noise or as, as fuzz, static, whatever. But somebody start talking about God and there is an automatic drawing to that. Now, I don't know about you. I know, I know with me, I can be somewhere and, and, and hear and don't hear and see and don't see, but somebody start talking about God. And, and immediately, I'm going to be drawn to it. I'm going to be drawn to it. Now, you know, once I get to it, I may find out that it's not, you know, whatever, or that it is. I might, But there is a drawing. You say, Apostle, why is that? Because we are eternal beings. You might be under the sound of my voice, be just as unsaved as you can possibly be. That don't stop you from being an eternal being. That don't stop you from having to exist. For all eternity, we are eternal beings created in the image and likeness of God. And the only proper fuel, the only proper meat, the only proper uh, sustenance for an eternal being is the eternal words of God. 
Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you wonder why you keep right on tuning in. Why you just don't want to miss no teaching the word? I know why. I know why. Because I don't, I don't want to miss no teaching the word. I want to hear what God got to say. Because God's word is the eternal fuel that we need as eternal beings. It's fuel. God's word is fuel. Give us this day our daily bread. God's word is fuel. For us as beings created in his image and his likeness, we need to hear what God got to say, just like you need to put some fuel in your car from time to time. And if you're doing a lot of driving in your car, you mess around and do a lot of driving in your car. You got to put some fuel in your car every day if you're driving enough. Well, this is why we need the word of God every day. You know, we fighting the devil every day. We fighting off the rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world, spiritual wickedness in high places every day. We got to deal with the devil and his children, go out in the community. There they is. We got to uh, just sitting somewhere by ourselves in our room and there's rulers, authorities and powers of this dark world, spiritual wickedness launching attack. We got to deal with the devil, his children and his angels on a daily basis. We need fuel. We need sustenance, naturally and spiritually. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, we thank God for each of you. We pray that this series is blessing you all very, very well. Many faces that I will never see in this life. Many countries, nations, and and cities that I'll never visit in this life. But we, we pray that... Uh, through the world wide web, this this marvelous invention called the Internet, uh, that uh, God will use his servants and speak a word to them, through them and for them that will bless your lives wherever you may be. Understand. That faith come by hearing. Faith don't, Bible don't say faith come by you going sitting down in a church every Sunday dressed all up. That Bible don't say that. See, a lot of stuff y'all is into, focus into that Bible don't say. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I've seen jokers go to church all dressed up on Sunday looking real good and just time to, the time for the preaching fall slam asleep. Look real good. Had the family in church. Everybody looking good, smelling good. It looked real good to me. But time for the word and jokers fell asleep. Now, see, that's not what God is talking about. God is not into putting on a show. God is looking for worshipers that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. One of the most important things that you will ever do in your life, my brother, and my sister, is hearing what hearing the word of God, hearing, just getting yourself in a position. That's all Mary did. Mary, sister of Martha and the sister of, of, uh, of, of Lazarus. Jesus came to the house, Martha running all around, doing all kind of different things, disrupting stuff and messing up stuff. Mary sat down, shut up and listened to what God had to say. And I'm here to let you to know, child of God, that God places a high premium on you and I sitting down, shutting up, and listening to what God has to say. Every day. That needs to be a part of your everyday uh, activities. Hearing 
what the Spirit of God has to say. Capital A, we looked at in our outline as a shield. Now, you know, doing what God says will, will cause God to uh, a supernatural protection in your life. First Peter 1 and 5, Psalms 18 and 2. Capital B, we must know the scriptures. Now, you're talking about going from foolishness to wisdom without knowing the scripture. You just deceived. You must, you and I must know the scripture. No, it's not just the pastor's responsibility to know the scripture. You want to be saved too, don't you? You trying not to go to hell out there too, ain't you? You want to be wise too, don't you? Or do you just want pastor wise? Or you just want the apostle wise? Or you just want the bishop wise? No, we all as children of God are, are supposed to be wise. We need the scripture. We must know the scripture. Mark twelve twenty four. 2 Timothy 3 and 15, and brings us down to capital C. Today we're going to be looking at made perfect in weakness. Now we're talking about God's power, knowing the power of God and you know how we got to know what God said. All of this is made perfect in weakness. We're going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 from the New International Version. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. The Apostle Paul writes, but he, or the Lord, said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, Paul says, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Once again, but the Lord said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Capital C, the power of God is made perfect in our weaknesses. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, thank you today, Father. Another beautiful day, cool, crisp day. Wind is blowing, rains are falling. Thank you so much, Father, for life, health, and strength, for the ability to see, to smell, to taste, to touch, to walk, Father. You've done all these things for us one more time. I thank you, Father, for every soul under the sound of my voice today. I pray that you will give me a word, Father, that will bless them, increase their knowledge, their understanding, and their wisdom, that we may grow stronger in you and in your mighty power. Forgive us all, Father, of our sins and our iniquities, which each of us have committed in one dimension or another. Uh, we ask him, Father, that as your mercies are renewed every morning, don't forget about us, your little children, Father. We, we need you. We can do all things through you, but we can't do anything without you. We thank you for the strength today to, to be able to proclaim uh, boldly and unashamedly your eternal truths. Bless somebody today, Father at the preaching and teaching of your word. Some, someone that I may never see in this life, Father, may they be edified, strengthened, and encouraged. May a soul be saved today at the preaching and teaching of your word. Father, as you do these things for us, we will be very careful to continue giving your name, which is above all other names, all glory, all honor, and all praise. These and all other blessings we count done in Jesus' mighty name. We pray, let God's people say amen. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you, children of God. We are looking here at how his strength, the strength of God, is made perfect in weaknesses. 
Now, as we look at First, Second Corinthians chapter 12, the Apostle Paul has a vision. The Apostle Paul has a thorn. God says right now, he said, Robert, you need to let my people know from me that every one of them that has a vision, thank you, Father, will also have a thorn. The vision of an individual is what God has showed you or should be what God has showed you he wants you to do or he wants you to accomplish. God will give you a glimpse of what he wants you to do, what he created you for, how you are best suited in the word of God. Now, you may not see this. See, you know, some of you all out there, uh, under the sound of my voice, you pastors right now, born again, but you can't see it. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you, you deacons out there, under the, but you can't see it. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you apostles right now, but you can't see it. See, and this is why sometimes God will call us names that we don't understand at the point. All right, all right. Let me let me deal with this. God said, give it to him in human terms. All right, for those of you that are watching through YouTube, you can see right behind me uh, above this world map and these different maps that we have up of different countries and cities and places that we have visited around the world. You'll see across the top, Worldwide Ministry. Worldwide Ministry in big, bold, black letters. Now, what that is, the second service that we had here, I think we were worshiping inside uh living room or inside the den the lord had had spoken in my spirit and he told me he said robert i'm gonna give you a worldwide ministry now at that point you know this is probably about 16 years ago when the lord spoke that in my spirit i just jumped and danced the same safe for about three hours right by myself i know when i finished up i was i was soaked with sweat just jumping just jumping and dancing god said world worldwide ministry worldwide ministry in other words what god did is he gave me a glimpse at that particular juncture as to what he was going to do in my future. Now, you say, Apostle, why is that important? It's important because you need to understand under the sound of my voice that every one of us has a future. Every one of us. God, God already God makes known the end from the beginning. Before you ever get started in your endeavor, God already know how it's going to turn out. Before you ever get started in that relationship, God already know how it's going to turn out. Before you ever get started on that job, God already knows how it's going to turn out. So what God will do, and this is why we want to be close to him as we can, he makes known the end from the beginning. He'll let you know the end of that thing at the beginning of that thing. Why? Because God knows the end from the beginning. So God gave a, a vision. Actually, he confirmed a vision because way, way back when I was 17 years old, uh, my spiritual mother, great prophetess, great woman of God, she uh, prophesied. I had just been saved four months. She looked at me, looked up to heaven, looked back at me, and, and began to reveal my destiny in an instant. Things that I'm doing right now, places that I've gone in the world, videos that some of you all, you can go right on YouTube right now and type in Apostle Robert Bryant. See thousands and thousands of people, see me in different countries, different parts of the world. Well, she prophesied this when I was 17 years old. She said, I see you behind a clear thing, a podium, 
you walking around with your Bible in front of a multitude of people. Now, some of you all type in Apostle Robert Bryan right now, go YouTube. I don't look like no big deal. You know, man of God going around the world preaching God's word. But this woman of God said this 20 years, 25, 25 years or so before it ever manifested. She said this 20 years before I ever even left the United States. And she described what God's plan for me was in an instant. In an instant. Decades before it had ever taken place. So you say, Apostle, what do you mean now? So, so this is why sometimes God will call you a name that you may not even understand right then. You may not even see it in yourself. God, the angel of the Lord came up to Gideon, who was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. He was afraid the Midianites might get it. Every time the Israelites got something good, the Midianites would come get it, mess it up, or take it away. So he was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from a wine press. Angel of the Lord came up to him and said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. God, come in and call you mighty warrior. Here's a man afraid, scared of the Midianites, hiding in a wine press, uh, threshing wheat. And God come up to him and call him mighty warrior. You say, Apostle, what that mean? That mean that God sees in you and me more than we see in, 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 in ourselves. I don't know how you see yourself out there under the sound of my voice, but I'm here to let you know that God sees much more greater things in you. Why? You say, Apostle, how are you going to say that? Because God sees much more greater things in me. For God to haul off and tell us as children of God that we can do all things through Jesus Christ which strengthen us, Man, that's that's powerful. That's powerful because most of us don't we don't be thinking we can do all things. Now we might think we can do a few things, the things we and we be thinking the stuff that we can't do. God be like nonsense. You can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens you. So God sees something in us, namely Himself, which we don't see completely. The Bible says we see through a glass darkly, yet face to face. In other words, we we kind of got like a a fuzzy picture of God. It's not crystal clear. How many times you turn your TV on and the picture not be clear, be kind of fuzzy? You'd be like, man, somebody fix this TV, man. I can't hardly see. And somebody go in and start adjusting the controls and the picture gets sharper and sharper. Then you'd be like, ah, ah, that's it. That's it right there. Hold it right there. And they set the TV and you watch the sharp picture. Well, that in essence is why we come up under the word of God on, on a daily basis. Because what's happening, this fuzzy picture of God that we have, this, this dark, uh, not quite clear, not quite crystal clear picture of God and his work in us. We, we're coming in to hear his word because what God is doing, he's adjusting the picture. He's sharpening the picture so that we are able to see God more clearly. And as we see God more clearly, we'll be able to see more clearly the God that's in us because God is in us. That's what it means to be a child of God. That's what it means to be a saint. That's what it means to be saved. That means that God is alive in us in spite of our mess. Now, Lord knows we got some mess, children of God. Come on now. We're family. We ought to be able to talk. Look, you say, Apostle, how are you going to say that? Because I know I got some mess in me. We got some mess in us. But in spite of the mess, God is here. And God has given us himself to clean up the mess. What good is a mop if you if you don't have you don't have no stuff spilled on the floor? You know, what good is a what good is a toothbrush? Joke ain't got no teeth. You know, what good is a, 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 a car wash kit and you don't even have a car? 
You say, Apostle, what you talking about now? I sound like some real powerful earthly examples. Of course they're powerful earthly examples. God has given us his Holy Spirit because he, one of the reasons is because he knows there's a mess in us that can't get cleaned up no other way. That sinful nature, that Adamic nature, that mess, that mess can't be cleaned up. That mess can't be crucified. That mess can't be dealt with without the power of the Holy Spirit. So God has given us himself. To, to put to death ourselves. The Bible says put to death whatever belongs to your earthly nature. All that mess in us, God said put that mess to death. Well, we can't do it by ourselves. We can't do it by ourselves. So God said, all right, let me in. Let me in. Accept my, my only begotten son, Jesus Christ, as your personal Lord and Savior. Let me empower you. Let me equip you. Then I'll put it to death. So you, you say, Apostle, what you got now? Some of you all understand my voice. You're wondering why you can't stop smoking, you can't stop drinking, can't stop whatever it is. You need to get God. You need to get God. And his power will be able to put that mess to death. You can't stop yourself from sinning on your own. Not possible. Any more than I can stop myself from sinning on my own. We need the power of God. If you have a vision, you're going to have a thorn. Now, Paul had a vision. He had a communication from God as to what God wanted him to do and how God wanted him to But he also had a thorn. Now, a thorn is different for each one of us. A thorn is that which really, really irritates us, and we want God to do something about that. And God, like, I ain't going to do nothing about that right there. <laughs> it's, a, it's something that, I mean, we really, really don't like it. We, Paul asked the Lord three times to take the thorn away. The Lord, like, nah, I ain't taking that. I ain't taking that. Now, we don't know exactly, you know, what, what it was, but it was something that was really, really irritating Paul. He asked the Lord three times, take this. Now, take this. Lord, like, nah, I ain't taking that. I ain't going to take it. Say, Apostle, what's your job? There's, there's going to be something in your life, child of God, just like there's something in my life that really, really irritate me. And Lord, like, you know, Either, either the Lord like, I ain't going to do nothing with that, or I ain't going to do nothing with that right now. And know it's irritating us. Know it's upsetting us. Know it. And God be telling us, look, my grace is sufficient for you. You say, Apostle, what you driving at? And, and when it comes down to our thorn, we need to let God's grace take over. Because God ain't doing nothing about that. Why he has chosen not to do anything about that particular thing, I don't know. I don't know. But that's when we need to rely on the grace of God. Because God said, I ain't moving that. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't moving that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. And oftentimes, and, and, and God is dealing with me right now in my spirit. God be saying, Robert, the reason why I'm not doing anything with you all thorn, as different as it may be, because God be saying, look, I know what it takes to keep my children humble. Whatever this thorn was in Paul's life, God talked to him about how to keep him from becoming conceited. Paul had surpassingly great revelations. I mean, God called Paul up into the third heaven and showed him stuff up in the third heaven, right up in the presence of God, all up around the angels and living creatures, and showed him stuff that, that, that when he got back, when, when Paul got back to himself, he couldn't even tell nobody. And God had to tell him that because of the, to keep him from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, a thorn was given. God said, I'm doing this to keep you from, from getting swole up, from getting you to feel like you, you're a little 
too high. So, so oftentimes God will let this thorn remain in us, this particular thing that he know irritate us. I'm going to tell you all a little bit about one of my thorns in a minute. But he know this thing irritate us, but God like, you know, I got to keep you from getting conceited. Some of y'all out there, Apostle, what's your thorn? What's your thorn? One of my thorns is you all out there. I'm telling you, this thing, it, it gets to me. You all out there, the thousands of you all out there that is tuning in and listening to the broadcast, and we can't get uh, or we can't get 200 of you all to come in here to the Christian Center. Uh, that thing, uh, and, or, or, or thousands of you all out there that's listening to the broadcast and being blessed and, you know, in secret, but go to other countries and other nations and standing room only. But I'm like right here in my own country. That's her thorn. And God, like, I ain't doing nothing with that. I ain't doing nothing. I'll be like, Lord, God said, I ain't doing nothing. That's a thorn. That's a thorn. I, we, we can talk children of God. We family. We family. Go to other countries and it be standing room only for my meetings, but right here in my own country. You all, I'm talking to y'all in the United States, you brothers and sisters in other countries that I visited. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to my brothers and sisters right here in the United States. But God said, Robert, I know what it takes to keep you from becoming conceited. And children of God understand, God knows what it takes for each one of us to keep from becoming conceited. Look at what the Bible says. Now, look at what the Bible says. Paul says in in verse uh, 7, Paul, first of all, he talked about how he he didn't want anybody to be thinking more of him than what is warranted by what he do or say, or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, therefore, in order, and, and, and here's the thing, and I'm hearing God say, Robert, thank me right now for your thorn. I'm like, Lord, I thank you for my thorn. My prayer for and for every one of you under the sound of my voice, you know what that thing is that you really know you wish it was changed. You really know it, wish it was different. You really know, wish God would do something about it, but he's not. Get to the place where you thank God for your thorn. You say, Apostle, why is this? Look at, look at what Paul says. Look at what Paul says. I'm telling you, children of God, your thorn is necessary. Your thorn is, is expedient. Your thorn is important, just like mine is. Paul says, to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh. God, whatever that thing is that's irritating you that you just do not like, you just can't stand, you wish God would change that if he don't change that now, that thing is helping to keep you and I from becoming conceited. That thing has been given to help keep you and I from thinking more highly of ourselves than we are. That thing is given to keep you and I humble so that God can tell us something. That thorn. Lord, we thank you today for our thorn. There was given me a thorn in order to keep me from becoming conceited. I was given a thorn. In my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Now, look at all this. Look at our messenger of Satan, torment. This don't sound like the kind of stuff that God would allow to be hanging around. God says, it's exactly what I'm allowing to be hanging around. Messenger of Satan. Wait a minute, Lord. You, you, you mean to tell me you letting Satan do some stuff to me? God said, yeah, I sure am. 
I sure am, to the, to the tune of keeping you from becoming conceited. And God says, I'm doing it with all my children, Robert. I'm doing it with all my children. So you say, Apostle, what are you trying to get me to understand? There are certain things that God is letting the devil do to us that he ain't trying to move right now, that he's not trying to change. A messenger will say, that, to torment me, wait a minute, Lord, wait, wait, wait. You mean to tell me you is purposefully letting Satan torment me with some things? God said, yes, I am, Robert, and all my children, and they need to understand that. There's a certain amount of torment that God is allowing in your life and my life. And there's no amount of praying and fasting and crying out to God and getting the pastor to lay hands on you and pour oil on you and spin you around that's going to change that. Now, how you like them apples, children of God? Oh, them apples just fine. Now that we got a better understanding. There's a messenger. There's a, so we got three things that none of us like that all of us got to keep. We got a thorn that's a messenger of Satan that is tormenting us. And we know it is. No need to lie about it. No need to lie about it. No, no need to try to act like it don't. Paul said three times. I pleaded with the Lord to take it from me. Three times. I was like, Lord, it, it, if you don't get nothing else, get this. Change this. Fix this. Rearrange this. Reconfigure this. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace. God said, I know you don't like it. I know it's a messenger of Satan. I know it's tormenting you. I know you can't stand it. I know you wish I would change it. But God said, what I'm not going to do is change it. But what I am going to do is give you grace so that you can handle that. Oh, my God. Thank you, Father, for your grace. Thank you, Father, for your grace to enable us to deal with the stuff that you have allowed to happen and go on with us and to, to be that we really can't stand. <laughs> We really can't stand. I mean, it, in our flesh, we just can't stand it. But God said, I give you my grace. Keep you in. God said, I got to keep you in the spirit in regards to that. God said, because you dislike that so much in, in the flesh that I got to keep you over in the spirit so you can eat, just so you can handle that right there. I give you my grace. Grace is given to us, children of God to handle in the, the spirit what we just can't take in the flesh. That just really, really, I mean, it really, really irks us and rubs us the wrong way in the flesh. Grace is given in the spirit so that we can take it. We can handle it. We can handle it. Sometimes, you know, children of God, the Lord is flashing in my spirit. Sometimes they got real, real strong medicine. Real, real strong medicine that you, you to take it straight. Oh, man, it'll have you vomited right on that. Sometimes they'll mix it with juice. Or they'll mix it with, with, with certain things. It'd be the medicine. It'd be the same medicine. But if you took that straight, you, you know, it, it would almost do more harm than good. So they mix it with something that you can take. They mix it with some, God's grace we can take. Because that, that thorn in our flesh, we just can't. <laughs> we can't take that. But grace fixes it. So we can handle it. So we can keep moving on. 
with God. Three times Paul said, look, I ain't, I won't plan with God about this here. I won't joke it now. This thing, I didn't like this thing here. And I'm just going to tell you, I just didn't like this, Lord. Lord, no, he didn't like it. And Lord was like, yeah, yeah, I know you don't like it, and I ain't going to do nothing about it. But I'm going to give you grace so that you can handle it. I want to encourage uh, probably about 8,000 of you all out there under the sound of my voice. Through God's grace, you can handle it. Uh, you, Some of you are supposed to you just don't know. This Negro in my marriage is about it's, uh, the daughter. God's grace, you can handle it. Some of y'all out there on the sound of my voice, apostle, you just don't know. This is supervisor on my job. He got one more. I, I, my brother, God's grace, you can handle it. God's grace. The sufficiency of God's grace. I may have to preach that. I don't know. I don't know, Lord. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Watch this. For my power is made perfect in weakness. The power of God is made perfect. Not that the power of God is not perfect already. That's not what the scripture is saying. But what it's saying is that the God's power is manifested through our weaknesses. It's when God's power can make us all right with something that we would not be all right with in and of ourselves. When God's power can can keep us from going off on the deep end when it's something that on normally just in and of ourselves we would have gone off a long time ago that God's power manifests itself over our weaknesses God's power is made perfect in weakness it's that weakness that that we know we don't like know that that we know we can't handle in and of ourselves God's power is able to make us able to handle that I, I God said, Robert, talk about yourself a little bit. I'm able to come down here and preach and teach to you all on a daily basis. Not because my flesh like that you many of you all is hiding or that many of you all won't support the ministry or many not that my not not, not that my flesh like that, but because God's grace. So we thank God for his grace. God's grace will make you and I able to tolerate, able to deal with, able to carry on with the the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God, even though there be some stuff that we really cannot stand. God's grace. God's grace. It's made perfect in weakness. Paul said, well, there, with that being said, now that I got a better understanding of who's really in charge, it's not my thorn that's in charge, but rather it's God's grace. See, we, we want to get to the place where we, 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 we understand that, that you know, you sometimes, you know, you hear people say, man, you about to make me lose my mind up here. Uh-uh, you ain't got that kind of power. Nobody should have that kind of power in your life that they made you lose your mind. God's grace is the power source. See? With God's grace, you can keep your mind, even though they're trying to make you lose your mind. Oh, somebody, one rapper sung the song years ago, I'm about to lose my mind up in here. Up in here. Yeah, well, see, that just let me know, my brother, you need some grace. You need God's grace because God's grace will allow you to keep your mind up in here. Even though people are doing things to provoke you, even though people are doing things that irritate you, even though people are, you can keep your mind with God's grace. Ah, oh, this is a beautiful message. I thank God for him sharing this with us today. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 
God said, let my power, whatever that weakness is of yours, God said, let my power get on it. And God says, I'll show you that that weakness is no match for my power. That weakness is no match. That thorn is no match for my grace. That messenger of Satan is no match for my word. See, a messenger of Satan, that means he's coming to tell you what, what Satan say. Well, God say, I got messengers too that come tell you what God say. And a messenger of Satan is no match for a messenger of God. Oh, man, I, I love this. I love this today. Therefore, Paul says, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. Paul said, I got no problems telling you about my weaknesses, even though he don't tell us what this particular one is <laughs> in, in this scripture. You know, but Paul said, I don't have no problems boasting about my weaknesses. You know, that 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 just that just allows God's power to get on my situation. Now, watch this now. Watch this now. You know, God is flashing in my spirit. Some time ago, we took the church down to um, Orlando, Florida. I think we had spent a few days in uh, Myrtle Beach, not Myrtle Beach, Hilton Head, South Carolina. Then we, we went on down to uh, Orlando. We spent some time in Orlando, Florida. Had a wonderful package there that one of the resort uh, companies had given us. We drove on down. Um, now I had a wisdom tooth that was in very, very bad shape, you know, and I was kind of managing it a little bit and trying to, trying to deal with, but once we left, uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina, that wisdom tooth, uh, was hurting so bad that, you know, as soon as I got to Orlando, I had to tell Tell the saints I can't carry on with nothing. As soon as we get in Orlando, I need to get this thing uh, removed. I need I need to get this thing dealt with. Uh, and fortunately enough, um, we were able to find a dentist who was able to fit me in and immediately uh, remove that tooth. Felt much better, was able to uh, to carry on and to go on with what we had planned. Well, you know, I, I for a little while, I, it wasn't coming to me, you know, what the parable that God was giving to me and wanted to show, but he, he's brought it back to me. As bad as that tooth was hurting, when I went to see the dentist, when we got into Orlando, I had to let him go into my mouth, check it out, find out exactly what was what. Now, if I didn't allow the dentist to get in my mouth, as bad as that tooth was hurting, he would not have been able to to correct that problem. He went in, a young dentist, very young dentist. I mean, he was so young. I was like, man, how old are you? He was like, you know, young. He pulled, he shot me up with drugs and pulled that tooth out of my mouth so fast that it wasn't even funny. I told him, I said, man, I'm going to keep the tooth. I want to look at it. Saints was like, what in the world, Pastor? I said, I just want to keep the tooth for me because that thing was hurting me some kind of bad. But the point is this, children of God. I had to let him get in that tooth. I had to open my mouth. I had to expose it in order for his power, the power of the dentist, the, the drills or the 
the pliers or whatever the instruments are that he had to, to work on it. I had to expose it. So it is when it comes down to uh, our weaknesses, our sins, the mess that's in us. We got to expose that mess. We got to confess that mess so that Christ's power will get to him. If we don't, any sin that you won't confess, you won't get healed of. You can give that up. Any sin you won't confess. Go to the dentist but refuse to open your mouth and let him see what the problem is and refuse to let him work on the tooth that, that is hurt and see how much healing you get. You got to expose. You got to expose. In the natural, things have to be exposed before they can most before they can be dealt with properly. They got to be exposed. And in the spiritual, we got to expose these weaknesses, these flaws, these shortcomings, these sins. Paul said, "Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness." Paul said, "Now that I understand how this thing works, now that I understand." That at when I expose it, Christ's power can get on it. See, most of us want to do just the opposite with our sins. Ah, oh, man, don't want nobody to know that I'm struggling with lust of the flesh. Don't want nobody to know I'm struggling with, with alcohol, the, the addiction to alcohol. Don't want nobody to know I'm struggling with, you know, uh, selfishness. I don't want to, uh-uh, go ahead on, let's go and confess that thing. The flesh is what wants to hide sin. The spirit wants to expose sin. Why does the spirit want to expose sin? So the spirit can fix the sin. Paul said, therefore, Paul said, I understand how this thing works now. I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. I can't get Christ's power on that which I'm trying to portray that I don't need Christ's power. God's power, God's power is normally in response to a need. In fact, when you read scripture and you read about the miracles of God, most every one of the miracles that you see that Jesus worked was in response to a need. All the wine was gone in the wedding in Cana. Jesus said, I'll make some more wine for y'all. Lazarus was dead basically before his time. God said, I'll raise him up from the dead. Jesus walking on water. Well, Jesus needed to get out to the boat. He could have flew out to the boat. He could have took a, a, a chopper out to the boat. He said, well, what I think I do is I walk right on the lake. There was a need. Jesus said, I got to get out on the boat. My disciples is out on the boat. I don't want them out in the middle of the storm, so I'm just going to come walking to them on the lake. Normally, miracles are worked in, 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 in response to a need. The power of God comes in and starts operating in response to a need. A need, a need. So if we're trying to present ourselves as if we don't have any need, then God is saying, then then I don't need to come in and step in on that then. Since you since you don't have any problems. Since you you, you don't need anything. But the reality is we do. And we want God to reveal to us more and more of our needs so that we can expose them and allow God's Christ's power to rest on us. Paul said that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses. I delight in weaknesses. Yeah, that means I'm going to get more of God's power. The more of my weaknesses I confess, the more God's power I'm going to get to help straighten that mess up. I delight in weaknesses, in insults. 
in hardships, all of this stuff that most of us don't like. Paul said, I delight in it. Why? Because all this means is I'm going to get more of God's power. You characters that's out there that want to try to stop this ministry and try to harm this ministry and keep this ministry and keep the work of God from going on in my life, all they're going to do is make God give me more power to keep it going. Paul says, I delight in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, difficulties. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. When I am weak, I can't do nothing with this right here. God said, I'll step in because I can do something with it. Beautiful thing when you see folk that feel like they your, they your, they your supplier when God show them that they're not necessary and he make a way anyway. That's a beautiful thing. But some folk won't feel like they God in your life. Nobody God in your life, child of God. Pastor's not God. Apostle's not God. Bishop's not God. God is God in your life. He is your supplier. He used all kind of different vessels. He used uh, uh, ravens in the morning to bring Elijah bread and meat. Elijah drank out of a brook. And then, then that changed. That changed. He didn't use them no more. Use the widow as Arafat. So even though God may change uh, who your provisions or where your provisions come from, always keep in mind that God is the provider. Who and what God used 15 years ago to, to provide for you, he may not be using uh, today. Because he is the provider. Everything else is just a provision. Everybody else is just a provision. And God will always provide for his vision, with or without you and with or without me. The Lord bless you, children of God. Keep in mind that, that God's strength, God's power is made perfect in your weakness. In your weakness. Go on and let it expose that thing. Yeah, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what I'm going through. God said, good. Now I can put some power on it. If I like trying to take a bath, but you don't want to open up, uh, you don't, you don't want to get naked. Well, what kind of bath are you going to take? Ah. I would take a bath, but I don't want to get naked. I'm going to take a bath, but I'm going to keep my clothes on. What kind of bath are you going to take? You got you to gotta get out of them clothes so we can wash what's stinking on you, bro. See? God bless you, children. God, have a smile on each other.